here. Hello, everybody. Hi. You've downloaded our podcast. <clears throat> Sorry, we're just talking about the Beatles. Do you um, think they were good looking? They had a, th- I think you throw a, a, a guitar on anyone. That's true, isn't yeah, it? It's like One Direction just become like, ah. Mm. But that's really interesting. They were just, we were just looking at their new song. I was watching uh, how they made that. They yeah. um, Yoko gave them a tape of uh, John's demos in the, the 90s. Yep. And there was this one complete song with him on a piano. Uh, but the piano, because it was on tape, the piano was drowning out his voice. So they couldn't use it. So they had to walk away. So it's not going to happen. Time has moved <gasps> on. With technology. With technology that Peter Jackson actually invented. You <gasps> can separate every single track on an audio thing. They've so now they can use song. him singing. They've recorded and released a new song with all the um, original Beatles singing. So who was the main singers? Because I don't know much about the Paul Beatles. Paul and John. Paul and John. Yeah. And which one was the main songwriter? Paul and John. So what did the others do? Uh, Ringo played the drums. <laughs> yeah. And George, George played, he wrote a few songs. They, yeah. let, they let him sort of sing. But if you watch, I watched the documentary, my wife's a huge fan. Um, it is very much John and, and Paul and um, Ringo and, and George sitting around with their penises in their hands for a bit. And then and eventually, occasionally they'd get, like George left. Yep. For a while, because he was like, "What am I doing here? I'm just drinking tea." And then they managed to persuade him to come back and stuff. And John was the one that sat in the bed with his Mrs. Yoko. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She caused issues, didn't she? Well, she no, broke up the band, but then everyone was, was like, "Did she or did really John just though. fall in love and sort of find out yeah. what he wanted to do?" Yeah. I mean, you know, and the, the documentary is really interesting. It's like five hours long, but yeah. um yeah, that was the big rumor from the fans. But when when she's around, them, they all like her. They yeah, all there wasn't. Her. It's there like saying maybe like he broke up the thing, and it's like, well, not really. He just left early, but mm. apparently he knew that they were all going to leave early, yeah. and he just wanted to be the first one to release his solo, solo album. album. Mm. They're only together ten years. Who? The, the Beatles? Beatles? Yeah. Yeah, right. How long were One Direction for? I God, I remember that. I remember our producer saying, we have to speak to this band. We have to speak to this band. Mm. And it was over the phone. They're going to be huge. Matt, they're going to be huge. Did you have them all on the phone No, together? we just spoke to one. Mm. But the interesting thing is when we spoke to him, and I'd love to be able to get the, I don't know, I think it might have been Harry. When we mm. spoke to him, he was hiding out in a restaurant because he had been spotted by fans. And we were at one point just going, <laughs> right all, right, all right, mate. right, big man. And yeah. she's like, no, seriously, they're really big. And yeah. like, he's like, sorry, I'm just, no, no, I really want to do this interview. And he's trying to chat to us where like, fans are like, come out, come out. But yeah. And then look what happened, hey? Mm. I remember the same thing happened on the, when I was on the Gold Coast. Um, <clears throat> the breakfast show didn't want to come in on the weekend to do an interview. And so the guy who was on on the weekend. Was that you, your show? No, 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 no. no. Uh, it was when I was doing nights. Um, the guy was on the weekend. They were like, you're on Saturday morning. Can you just record this interview? And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Sounds Over good. the phone or in person? On the phone. Yeah. He's like, yeah, cool. I'll record it, put it in the can. No worries. Breakfast shows. Like, we don't come in on Saturdays. Yeah. Much like we would say. We'd be like, <laughs> Saturday. We came in on Saturdays. We came in on Saturdays. We used to. Oh, it depends who it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was no one. <clears throat> right. Yeah. This was this, no one. Right. Yeah. If this person now said, can you come in on Saturday? We you probably would. would. Yeah. Because that person grew up to be Justin Bieber. Oh, right. Uh, and so there was... Uh, this workday announcer who also didn't really ch- like even know who he was. Well, or... didn't even research. It was just mm. the worst questions. Mm. So that was uh, that was it. They I had remember. the exclusive with Justin Bieber. Our one was um, we got asked to come in. I think Camilla did um, for a chat with Heather Graham for a movie she's done with three young oh, dudes. And we were like, what? Yeah. Talking about? No. And Heather Graham, she hasn't been in anything for 20 years. We're not doing that. And it was a hangover. But that was such a sleeper movie. Like, yeah. not even a sleeper movie, sorry. But it was... It's a it, shock. It came out nowhere. Yeah. 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 But we did do that with Ed Sheeran. We came in on a Saturday and no one knew who he was. Mm. But we, it was always like, please, 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 do me a favour. Do me a favour. I interviewed that a was dog our producer. for that woman. 
Yeah, so we just, uh, she was, you could not. Interviewed a dog, did yeah, you say? Interviewed yeah, interviewed Red Dog from Red I Dog. I can't even express how you didn't say no to her. It's a weird thing. I feel very gaslight now where I, oh, I look. Finally. <laughs> I can't, you, you would have not said no, Matt. But how, why was it? She like, would manipulate your oh, mind. Oh, mate, you just, you just would, like, you'd did come Red in dog on a Saturday. Talk? No, no, no. It was a real dog. Yeah. I've still got the interview. I got a pet psychic. There was a psychic to, to answer. Yeah. She was very good. Just admit it. Can you admit that she was a good producer? I've never said that she was not a good producer at all. She sounds like a horrible producer. She's getting you to talk to a dog that but is a real this, dog that but doesn't honestly, talk. She used to do all interviews, and if they weren't good, none of it went to air. There was also, there like, was also was, a bit of... Seriously, yeah. like, he used to do a comedy thing, and she used to go, yeah, no, no, sorry, not today. They'd also be like, um, guys, I'm so sorry. Um, they've just walked in the building. I've forgotten. Can we just do this one? Mm. Oh, what a All the time. Um, all the time. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. they were coming in. Classic. Mm-hmm. That is a classic. And then mm-hms. you're standing there. Mm. You're the one. Ha- you have to storm out, mm. and then it's on you. Exactly. Oh, that is. So... She was very much that type, though. Where we're just we're just going to be in hospital when you have like. It was, oh yeah, hundred percent. We're just going to oh, be in hospital. Like, going to have his appendix like, out. We'll, we'll just we'll, 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 we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll broadcast. But it was good radio. It was. That, yeah, see, it was that, that I didn't down with. That yeah. would be good. Why would we not do that? She, there was nothing she wouldn't do. Right. Mm. Was, I, I'd say, hey, can we take a kidney at the same time? And I, let's give I it think, away. I think it was when uh, we called his partner and she was in tears and worried that he was going to die That uh, and she still did not back down from wanting to do that. That was the issue with her. Mm. Mm. What was that? I'm, I'm confused by who. Labby was in hospital with appendicitis. Yeah. Oh, Labby was in, po- in hospital mm. with appendicitis. Mm. She wanted mm. to get a cherry picker, didn't she? Yes. <laughs> I think she even got a cherry picker. Like, I just can't, I can't express this. Oh, and his wife thought yeah. he was going to die Well, they from didn't it. know what was happening. Yes. Yeah, so. she, she was like, well, even if he want, he's going to die, we have to we be there. We have to be there for that. She wanted to be, oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, things we've done. Yeah. yeah. But to be credit, like credit, like you'd get anyone on the show, even if you weren't rating, because she would just, she would manipulate the hell out of them. That they, they would end up going, am I talking to... Who am I talking to? Yeah. Right. But anyway, mm. that's why she's like, you just got to do me a favor. Do me a favor. Ed Sheeran. He's going to be huge. No there one knows him. There was never anything reciprocated. No one knows. No, no, like, no, like, oh, yeah, oh, darling, 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 darling. Um, this is a guy called from One Direction. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. You should be sweet. Here he is. Okay. All right. Okay, here, here we go. go. Here, here we go. go. Mics are on. See, they worked out well. They're, they sounds like wins To be fair, it always did work out well for her because she used to be like sleeping with some record label in the UK. I didn't mean like that. No. <laughs> like, but she had like contacts. That's a long way to go just for a route all the way to the UK. <sighs> she did. <laughs> well, she go for a weekend? Like duck over the weekend? No, she went for a music know. festival and she never came home. Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting story. You guys were quite dysfunctional before I turned up. <laughs> I mean, it's changed fair, so dramatically. To be fair, it's a radio you would have loved. Yeah, you would have loved yeah, it. Yeah, you would have I'm loved missing. it. Mm. Yeah. There's no reason we can't do it again. No, I don't think all right, fine. well, tomorrow, let's all come home with no clothes on, okay? It'll be fun, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. Just do it, just do it. Just on a Saturday. It. Just do it, so, on a Saturday, on a Saturday, Saturday yeah. okay? Is for One Direction going to pull through? For Nick <laughs> no, someone who's up and coming, you've never ever heard of them. Yeah, but but they're going to be big. They're going to be big. They'll be big, big. Trust me, trust me, I know someone. Oh, mics are on. I know someone. All right, here we go, here we go. Wow. What was her name? No. no. <laughs> That's an odd name. Uh, yeah. You know who it is. But no. Oh, she, she knows she the who one, it is. Hang on. Is she the one who ended up a, as a boss in Sydney? She went as a, oh, I think I do know her, yes. Mm. Yeah. I only met that person was, a handful of times. She was brilliant, times. honestly. Mm. We just feel like, yeah. Mm. She's Damn. happy. 
Well, that's the main thing in life, really, isn't it? If the if people are happy, mm. how you get your happiness mm. doesn't really matter as long as you have it. Kind of think it mattered to her ex husband. Wow, I don't know the ins and outs. <laughs> was he a good? Was he a good producer? He was a great guy. He used to drive her. Yes, he did every morning. Drive her into work. Yep. At four o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. She, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> he was just like, sweetie, sweetie, drive me to work. And he would get in the car like, 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 do me a favour, do me a favour, do me a favour, you can love it. Now I think about it, she had, she's very clever. Guy, yeah. God, if imagine that, getting up. Was he on his way to work? What no. Did he, what did he do for no. himself? With him from himself? I can't. You just did things. Wow. Yeah, he did. Did Labby do it? Like, yeah. He, did he get, mm-hmm. get tricked into stuff too? Mm-hmm. That was during Labby, No, right? they used to, yeah, but they used to push each other. They mm. used to compete. Mm. Like, they used to like doing things like, mm. full on. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I remember once when I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to wet myself laughing here so much. And next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom and there's, like, cameras. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's a camera oh. in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, with recording thing. He recorded. He recorded himself in the. He recorded himself in the shower peeing on his partner. Labby did. Yeah, we got in trouble for doing secret recordings by the boss because we used to mic up all the offices and use the um, audio, whatever we at our discretion. And he called. Thank us you in. for being here for our therapy. No, he, that's that's why okay. I'm asking the, the, the right question. You are. Thank you the so boss, much. The boss called us into a meeting about mm. us recording meetings and how it had to stop, must stop at this moment. It's not happening again. Please and we tell me he was recording that, that meeting <laughs> and it got played on air. No way. Yeah, that was Damon, wasn't it? No, that was Barker. Oh, Barker. Holy oh. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Did he? Did what happened when that meeting got played? No, you it? just didn't get in trouble. Like once. it was. It was like so. <laughs> No one oh, but not. They got in trouble. They got in trouble once. They called um, a hotel oh, to get through to Justin this Timberlake. This is a classic. I've heard this story. And he said he was a famous record producer whose name I won't and say. And it went through. And it went through. And he, the famous record uh, guy that they had pretended to be, was headless at them. Because Justin Timberlake actually picked Answered up the phone, the phone right? Yeah, yeah. And then they got suspended for a day each. And I was like, I was in on it too. Suspend me. And like, no, you have to do the show by yourself. I had was to do that, an was open that air the producer, broadcast. producer and here? Yeah. So hang on. So you, so he got suspended. Mm. The producer got suspended, Mm. and you got you got saved because it was always his ideas. It was always it wasn't his ideas. He was the whole time going, I don't want to. I was like, I I want the day off too. But it was (laughs) unbelievable. It was an open air broadcast. From the banks of the Brisbane River, I had to do it just me and Cam, which is always so late. And uh, during the show, he drove past on his jet ski. (laughs) 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 Please tell me he was playing Justin Timberlake loudly from a fucking UE boot. That's a missed opportunity. Go back and do it again. I'm ringing. (laughs) 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 Are you shitting me? No. No, Once again, it would be everything that you would love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a book in me. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. That is some boss shit right there, let's be honest. <laughs> so I'm and now da- you know I'm... why he thinks anyone that owns a jet ski is a dick. <laughs> I've done the wrong thing. I've done the wrong thing. <laughs> You're crying. <laughs> so I get the day off work. Please yes. tell me. Please tell me it was Friday. Yeah, what? <laughs> so he said, when you're at work, because you, you're getting, 
you're at work while mm. I'm having the day off. Mm. I just, <laughs> I just blat past on my jet ski yeah. down the river uh, with a smug smile on my no, face. Didn't, he didn't have a smug. He yelled out something. <laughs> what did he yell out? He what? yelled, still got to be on air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The world is cooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Mm-hmm. Still, did it go? Did that get on it? Yeah, well, you just shouted it while we were in a live break. Live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our oh, producers are gone. That's <laughs> enough. Oh, oh, damn. Thank you. Um, another counselling session would be amazing. Mm. I feel boring now. No, you should. You should, you should ask Tash, like our newsreader. No, you're our responsible like, person. She's left. Yeah, I know. I feel but... like I'm boring for you guys. No, no. no. no we like boring. To be fair, it's got times are different yeah, now. That's, 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 that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Like even I remember when I was doing night radio, some of the stuff that we were allowed to do, like mm. you know, we had stunt stunt people who went mm. and went through like the drive through naked. Mm. I wouldn't even you know, be able to get a tattoo sort of anymore, would I? No. <laughs> we broke into our newsreader's house and stole her granddad's ashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you take him down the river on a jet ski? <laughs> <laughs> It's what he would have wanted. Oh, God. Then we called her from another, pretending to be from another radio station and told her we were going to give her $20,000 more a year. And, um, and <laughs> then we forgot to call her back and tell her that it was a prank. Oh, my God. Did she go and, re- did she go and resign? <laughs> she came very close. We got to her just in time. She spent the whole weekend thinking that was true. It was, ta- it was good because remember newsreaders used to awful. be with you? Yeah. yeah. Like a character. Yeah. yeah. I, I miss that. Like how yeah. we used to be able to like interact a bit more with our news people. Mm. But. Um, you, pr- pranks you can't you can't really do pranks anymore, can you? You got to be, <laughs> got to be careful. Love yeah, you, love you too. We survived. <laughs> nah, and now you know why he keeps it all in. You know, <clears throat> that's tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good time. <sighs> Shit, that's great stuff. I'm that. I I think that's wonderful. I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't there, so it was a time. You got similar qualities, and only good qualities, I would say. Mm. Yeah. And what do you mean? And the fact that I don't own a jet ski. (laughs) (laughs) But you want one. No, not really. I prefer people, other people to have them so that I can just be the person who enjoys them. Yeah. All right. um, I think we had to say hello to Randy again. Canadian Randy. Oh, Oh. how's she going? Ash. What's the story? Randy, Randy. There was a message for us to say g'day to her again. You, you, you. Um, she is from Canada. Yeah. And oh, yeah, we know, she... we know, we know, we, we know her for a while. Oh, do you? Mm. She yeah, just we... said that she wanted to um, weigh in on any topics, and I didn't realise she was from Canada. I was like, what's your number? <gasps> Can you tell her that we'd love a confession from her? Mm. Oh, but that might give oh, it away because yeah. she's got her beautiful Mary, um, Canadian accent. Canadi- oh, sorry, Canadian mm. accent. Randy, Randy. <clears throat> <sighs> um, also, anyway, so hello, Randy. The... Um, the podcaster who I shouted out to the other day, Theus, is how you pronounce Theus. her name. There you go. Theus. Theus. Um, I stuffed that up. She was very happy that we. Uh, sorry, I said it wrong. Mm-hmm. Theus. Theus. Sorry. Theus. Theus. And I believe Theus. there'll be um, Alphabox answers will be back at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Righto. Um, let's strap in. Here we go. Here's the podcast. Alphabox on Monday, the sixth of November. Uh, your letter is B for B105, and some of your answers are bamboo, Ben Stiller, and the miracle product that is bacon. <sighs> yeah. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I could eat nothing but bacon for the rest of my life and be very happy. 
You know, I'd normally say that you would get over it, but I think I could do that too. Mm-hmm. I think I'm over it. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, you're just saying that. No, I'm, I don't want to do that to be different. I'm just saying I'm not. It. I'm. You love bacon. I think I would live on like seafood. That's fine. You can live on like like whatever that, they want. I feel like I'm in that age group now where it's like seafood mm. and olives. Oh, yeah. Stuff easy to digest. And champagne. Yeah. No, I'm just. <clears throat> Tapas. That way it's always a variety anyway. That okay. is good. Yeah, I just, I love prawns, oysters, octopus. Mm. Anything with a face Fish. I like to eat, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you on Monday, guys. Bye. Bye. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Argyle Jewelers. Lab-grown diamonds, custom designed to suit your budget. Your ring, your way at Argyle Jewelers. Carindale and Garden City. Stab Abby and Matt's Friday's Live Proposal. I love a good proposal. And especially a public proposal. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say too much. No. Roll the dice, really, aren't you? When you do it in public. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do like those videos when people say no. I mean, obviously, it's nice when people say yes. Mm. But, you know, when you just go, what mixed messages were you getting that you decided to go and buy a ring? Get down on a knee with all the family and friends around. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen for this one. No, no, no. 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 So we want to make this a public proposal and one of the most romantic pro- proposals because mm. Boys to Men, we have to say, like, this song mm. is unbelievable. It won Best Grammy for R&B Performance in 1995. And I always think if a song can live the test of time mm. and people are still playing it now. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the lyrics, it really works for marriage. I'll make Even if that is just you've got five minutes before you're going to go to school pickup. Well, that's how you would like to, yeah. Well, if that's what, what you want. Mm-hmm. And if that's next Wednesday, fine. <laughs> like, you mean don't touch you at all? Well, that's that's what you want. That's, that's fine. That's what you want. <sighs> that's what you get. So if you're looking into being happily married and you found your one, mm. we would like you to head to the B105 win page and or hit us up on socials as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because next week, next week we are going to meet someone who's about to propose. Mm. Remember, that you'll be remained anonymous too. Of we're going to change your yeah. voice change and your everything voice. like Do everything. that. Yeah, but so gonna we're going to organise the ring. We're going to go organise everything else. But if you've just been mm. thinking about it and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I just need to find the right time, mm. this is the time. Was, yeah. yours a, was yours a public proposal, Matthew? Sort of, it was outside, but it was just me and Esther. It was on uh, Christmas Eve. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And I blindfolded her mm-hmm. and took her to a park, which sounds bad at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was, this was the second location. So, can I ask, so, what point did you blindfold her? When she was in the car or when she was walking? Like, how much did she have to walk? Like, okay, um, can I take it off, Matt? A What's long going? way and down steps. And then I asked her. Well, she, she knew was, what was happening then, didn't Of course, she? Yeah. of course. <laughs> I told her we were going to get ice. It was on Christmas Day. And then I was so nervous. <laughs> in a park. You went to get ice in a park. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See what I thought it. Yeah. yeah. And then I asked her and everything, and she's like, can I take the tea towel off now? I forgot to take the tea towel blindfold off. You had a tea towel for a yeah. blindfold? Yeah. Mm. So you proposed to her while she was still blindfolded? She yes. really yes. loved you. <laughs> She did. She must have. She must have. Um, but then I found out later, I thought it was all a big surprise. No. She'd found the ring already. Yeah. In my, in my bedside table so with Snoop. I. Wow. Yeah. And it's you not know, Snoop, but it just, it's, it's there. 
And it's I'd even rare. waited one night till she drank a lot of red wine because she's good for that. Because mm. I was scared it wouldn't fit. Mm. So when she'd gone to bed after a few red wines, I I checked that the ring. <laughs> Imagine if you couldn't get it off yes, and she just wakes up she woke and she's up. like. Uh-oh. Did I say yes? I did say yes, didn't I? I'm so sorry. I didn't. And you go, oh, you know what? That's Everyone was hilarious. there. It was amazing. There was a helicopter. You don't remember? Yeah, you don't remember any of that. Uh, yeah. But we would like you to be a part of this. So B105 win page or hit us up on socials. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are also going to shout the engagement ring as well. The team at Argyle mm-hmm. Jewelers, they've got lab-grown diamonds, custom designed to suit your budget, your ring, your way at Argyle Jewelers, Carindale and Garden City. They do some beautiful stuff in they there. They certainly do. Um, so just imagine that you proposing Friday's live. We'll give you the tickets to get in there too, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, go and register right now for your chance to be there. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Landlords. Why they're a problem. Thousands fall victim to rogue landlords. I guess as soon as you're going to have a rental crisis, there's going to be a real difference with haves and haves nots. And I feel like the evil ones at the moment are the landlords, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are doing it tough trying to get a place. Mm. But you've had a lot of landlords come out and going, I don't think tenants know how hard it is. Mm. I think it's just assumed if you've got enough money to afford multiple houses, then you must be rich as and you can just coast through life. Mm. Uh, so we have a landlord who's contacted us. Um, who wanted to come on because they feel like the narrative is all against landlords. Um, and we're going to give you an opportunity if you want to, you know, rebut anything said here, 131060, because Kevin believes that um, people who rent houses from landlords are entitled. Mm. Yeah. Good morning, morning Kevin. Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on uh, Brisbane's number one show. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. So how long have you had a investment property for? My wife and I bought one in 2020, uh, in March, sort of before the uh, pandemic went crazy. So we got pretty lucky there with the timing. Right. And how has it gone with a tenant? Have you found any issues? Um, not really. We've had, besides one tenant, which is our last one, who you know was you know, left damage on the property, was really slow to pay, things like that. Um, we've had a, actually a pretty good run with tenants. They've been really, really great. Um, but the reason I, I called through today is because I've heard a lot of this sentiment in the news, online, in comment threads, on Reddit, where you know there's just this narrative that um, these landlords are just these heartless pricks, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think that that sentiment, one of the reasons is um, that tenants haven't been given a clear picture about the cost of ownership. Mm-hmm. So yes, rents have gone up, um, but the cost of ownership has also dramatically increased since 2020 as well. So... I've got a couple of numbers if you uh, want me to share them. Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, happy, I'm happy to because I think it'll, it'll paint the picture quite clearly. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was costing my wife and I principal and interest but just under three grand a month to own the property. We we're getting about 700 a week rent before commissions are taken out and things like that, which is great. It's not positively geared, but when you consider all the outgoings as well, it was still costing us money, definitely, to own. Mm. But, you know, the RBA <laughs> enters the chat, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, interest rates, you know, one after the other. Now, all of a sudden, it costs us, that same home loan costs us over 5000 to run. And rent in that time has gone up by 120 bucks. Yeah, right. So, there's a massive deficit that we're actually, um, you know, just absorbing and in the meantime, you're hearing all these things about landlords just passing on the interest rate. If if I was just passing on the interest rate, I would have increased rent by over 500 bucks a week. So 
What that do you think about is... the uh, What do you think about the state government freezing uh, any rental increases? So you can't increase it, it um, only once every twelve months. I think well. Um, I think in La La Land, that works really, really well. <laughs> um, if all of our outgoings and costs were also frozen, then that would be fair. Um, but it, since they're not, and since we're, you know, we're subject to rate rises, tenants not paying, tenants leaving damage, all the other outgoings, like we also pay Body Corp in our building, which is also expensive. Um, if that was all frozen... Sure, but it's not. So no is the answer. What would you say to a tenant who says, you bought the house, you knew the risks Mm -hmm. of getting higher interest rates, you knew what you were getting into, that's not my problem? Um, Well, again, that la-la land analogy comes in. That's just not how it works. We live in the best city on the planet. Everybody wants to come and live in Brisbane. You have heaps of people coming here to try and rent properties and move to Brizzy that's only going to force prices up. And we're not even the ones that set the prices. Our managers recommend them um, Mm. based on their own research too. So yes, we know the risks, but um, we're willing to take that on as an investment because there is a, hopefully a pot of gold down the line, which is not guaranteed for anyone anyway. So Mm. um, yeah. Is that why you guys got an investment property? Like what was your goal for getting in one? Yeah, well, um, we either want to move to it in the future and, or it could be a bit of a nest egg as well. So that was the, the sole goal of um, getting the investment property. But we've been really lucky with the tenants thus far. Like, you know, mm. I, I think that the price rise that we've passed on has been quite fair. That's where the market is. Mm. It's nothing close to how much the costs have gone up for landlords. So You own um, the house that you live in as well? So you've got two houses? Yes, I do. Yes, we do. Yeah. We also yeah. have a mortgage on that as well. And that has also dramatically increased. Mm. That's the thing. Um, too. So... There is yeah. just that image that landlords are just sitting back, just raking in all your cash, isn't there? Mm. Well, I guess when people there, there can't is. afford, yeah, when people can't afford yeah. to actually get a place and mm. they're struggling, and you know, landlords are making the decision yeah. of whether you live or not, and you get that in the mail, you know, it is hard, well, and it's the whole thing of like, well, well, here's the other side. Both. Mm. Here's the other side of it that is actually for the ten- for the tenant. Um, we, I'm speaking on behalf of landlords that also have a mortgage on their property. Mm. Um, a lot of landlords say around, they reckon around 30% of them, they own their properties freehold. There's no mortgage. So they've been unaffected by rate rises and things like that. And they're most likely grey nomads, um, you know, having shardies at 2pm from their motorhome. They're the ones that are raking in your cash. Um, whereas landlords such as my wife and I, we're, you know, we're, we're doing it tougher than ever before as well, just like anyone else. So. Uh, anonymous Sorry. number one, you're actually, uh, you're a landlord as well? Yeah, yeah, I'm a landlord. I've had an investment property for about five years now. And what do you think about what Kevin was saying? <laughs> I, I, I think he's a bit full of it. Yeah? Um, yeah, I think like if the cost of ownership has gone up that much, get out of your investment property and get into another asset class. There's cash, there's bonds, there's equities. Like if you're, if you're hanging on to it because you think that the, you know, the price at the end is going to be worth it, that's not investing, that's speculating. You sound incredibly smart. Um, how... How much have you, I guess, increased your rent? Um, so before the pandemic, we were renting it for ten a week, and then I think we've, oh, we went to four twenty, four thirty, and I think we've just renewed at four fifty five. Okay. And on, it, the, on that same token, though, anonymous, if you mm-hmm. were to sell that house, do you think you should drop the price on selling it so that people who want to get into the market have a fairer chance of buying a house? Um. 
I mean, it's really hard to know. Like, I've got some friends who didn't put the rent up that much on their investment on their investment property when they renewed the lease. Mm-hmm. And then they had like 37 couples come through looking to rent their place, mm. which then put you know everyone in a really hard position because then they had to say no to 37 people, mm. or 36 people rather. Um, so I think in terms of dropping the price, it, I'm not really sure that it would make much of a difference because you're just going to end up in a bidding war for people mm. who are trying to you know, get on that ladder in the first place. It's one of those it's, weird things. It's a, really, it? it's a really tough one. And I think what, what happens here is too, because it's a home, so there's a lot of heart attached, but this is all a financial thing. So really, the person yeah. who's got the asset should be trying to get the most money for the asset that they have. I honestly think state government should help out. I think it's ridiculous freezing re- rents for six months when you're still not giving other cost mm. benefits. It's just them looking great, but they're not helping out people to get their first home by giving an extremely large first home. Mm. Um, buyer's grant, which they can get back on board. Let's if jump you over me. here to Dean. thirteen ten sixty. if you want to join in this. Hey, Dean. Um, hey, guys. How are you going? Good. Before we go back to Kevin, you've got something you want to say? Yeah, I just think um, it over-dramatised this whole situation. Um, he's obviously in the market to, um, to be a great nomad dripping chardon- drinking Chardonnays and um, sitting back collecting money later on life. It's kind of what he admitted. Mm. If he's looking for an investment now that's not going to cause him so much stress, just get in the Vanguard 500 and take the take the 7% rate and then you don't have to cry about it to everybody. <laughs> are, you so, de- are you into home ownership or are you renting at the moment? Uh, we've been in both, well, all three situations, home ownership, renting, and we've been landlords in the past. So, um, yeah, he's just got to decide what investment he wants to make and, and live with it. Uh, thoughts on that, Kevin? Um, yeah, look, both of them are very valid points, but we're not, like my wife and I, we're not in the situation where even with the rate rises, it's costing us too much. So we work very hard. We're still able to sustain it. So that point is kind of moot there because, like we've, like I said, you mm. can't argue with the fact that we've only passed on a very small section mm. of how much the added, the cost has um, increased over the past three years. Like I said, if I was doing it, um, by the amount that it's extra, it's costing me per month. It would be an extra five hundred bucks a week rent, which yeah. is nowhere near where we're at. So, um, both of their points—they sound—they're both sound. I'd I'd say very smart, but they they just kind of missed the mark there because we're still we're still um, happy to own. Mm. <clears throat> I think. So, Kevin, have you considered what an extra five hundred dollars a month investments on compound interest in a and long-term shares, I don't know what your um, mortgage term is, but over 25 years or 30 years, whatever your mortgage term is, what that would return as opposed to the return you'll get on house minus your um, your expenses? Uh, not really. What I do know is yeah. property, property in a place like Brisbane is mm. a very, very safe investment. I would prefer to put my money in things like that than shares, which I understand a lot less. I feel like we've property, moved into so barefoot, barefoot investor we have a territory. Bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, on Monday, I'd love to speak to a property um, manager mm. because it's really yeah, like funny. you kind of go, well, they're the sort of in-between person as well. You've got to remember they get commission on the rent. So, mm-hmm. of course, it is going to benefit them putting up the rent. Are they getting pressure from the landlords to put it up? Are they getting pressures from the tenants to putting it down? Like, like they're sort of the middleman. I know they're overworked, but it'll be interesting to know, you know, how they make the decisions of who's getting the place. Because mm. well, I think a lot of renters presume that it is the landlords mm. and it's not. 
I guess also, too, I mean, the banks make billions of dollars. They could take a hit mm-hmm. and not put over the, if they didn't put interest rates up. That's so true. So if everyone puts their hand on their heart and says, let's not be greedy, let's <laughs> just take what we need, and then everyone's needs right. are different. Of course. I know it's in a perfect world. Yeah, what I'm saying communism. is communism. We, yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all blame each other, tenants yeah. and that. But at the end of the day, you know, the banks are making billions and billions. Mm. They could just earn Billion, they are, but then you don't know how many people have uh, shares in those. No doubt, you know, and people don't even realise that their super would have shares in there. Like it all goes around. We could skin this cat a thousand. Maddie in Kangaroo Point, you are a property manager, or you used to be. What's your thoughts on this? I used to be a property manager. I currently still work in real estate, and I'm also a tenant. Mm -hmm. So I see both sides of the story. However. What Kevin said was very frustrating. Like, I understand that he has his own mortgage he has to pay plus owning an investment property, but that is not the tenant's, I guess, issue, if you will, that he's struggling paying his own mortgage. Like, if he's really struggling, sell the, sell the investment property so that he can focus on his own property. And he is right by saying the property managers are the ones that are out there and give advice on the rents and he is also right about saying it's based on the market but at the end of the day if you can't afford to maintain your own mortgage plus your investment property you should sell because you are affecting other people at the same time Um, Mm. anything to say to that kevin um i don't know if she was listening to another kevin but i never said that i can't afford the new um the new rate that it's costing us per month so yeah I guess, uh, t- what would you say if someone said to you, Maddie, why don't you rent a place that you can afford? I mean, to be honest, I'm the type, I am renting a place that I can afford. I personally have sacrificed on things that I want so that I can rent a place that I can afford. I've been renting for nine years. Yeah. I can't afford to buy. Like, that's my own problem. However, I just felt frustrated by what Kevin was saying. I know he didn't say he couldn't afford both properties, but, like, a, a lot of people... It came across that way, to be honest. Like, you're saying if you have a if you're a landlord, then you absorb you the cost out. no matter no matter what. <clears throat> where there's a lot of renters who can't afford the increase in rent. Exactly. My parents had an investment property. They couldn't. They ended up not being able to afford both costs. They were like upping other people's rents as well. They sold their investment property because yeah. they couldn't afford to keep it on. Like I see everyone's side of the story, and working yeah. in the industry, I see it a lot. Um, unfortunately, everyone is being affected by it, it is. not just landlords. And the hard thing is if landlords start selling investment properties, there's going to be less houses to rent. And you hope that those renters would then be able to afford one of those places, but that might yeah. not be the case for all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did we solve anything? Nope. We made it worse. No. no and you know what? The state government, now we're going to pass no, it on. We, we shared the issue <laughs> around. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, everyone, who did call. We appreciate it. We'll get this one up on Facebook if you want to continue the conversation. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Brisbane, these are your confessions. Cash confessions. We pay you for your wildest confessions. Brisbane, these are your confessions. It's a win-win-win because we enjoy your confessions. You get cash for saying them and you get it off your chest, which is supposed to be very good for your health. So 38371234. Oh, you're not turned on. I'm not turned on. I'm turned on now. Are you? Yeah. That was quick. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm turned on now. <laughs> I've got to go to brush it and brush past it. <laughs> and you get to entertain people, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. spread joy. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Mm. First one, yeah. It's, it's good yeah. to make yourself, you feel normal or you feel like your life, okay. the messiness of it, you go, oh, we're all like that. All right, mm. give us one. 
All right, here no, we go. No, for you. Oh, for me. <laughs> yeah, come on. You, you, I know what you're doing. Not that one. Not no, that I one. I won't say that no, one. I can't say that. Oh, well, that's, oh, that's still anonymous. in the courts, so <laughs> I can't say that. I just don't know what my... I'll I tell you what, I'll have a think about over the weekend. I will oh, have a whoa. confession for you Monday. Oh, you're going to commit a crime. Well, right, I'll done. ring it. Ring the number. All right, I'll ring the number. And then we can just wait and see which one's yours. <laughs> I got a crush on my work co-host. Oh, I know which one. Thanks, Maddie. <laughs> All right, play the that's play. No, the. That's no confession. That's I don't know if your confessions will be. You what? put he put something non-recyclable in the. I recycling don't know if bin. they'll be like bad boy stuff. Sorry, they just they'll be a bit beige. It's fine. Well, she's calling you boring. I didn't. She always calls me boring. No, you're responsible. I know. Someone's got to be around here. Why not? Maybe behind closed doors. Oh, are you? Are you bad boy? Just yeah. Okay. All right. Let's play these. (laughs) When I was younger, we had a party at my place while my parents were away. When they came back, they found a condom in their bed, and I got in heaps of trouble. But none of my mates would admit who it was. And then the next time, we were at another mate's place. One of the boys defecate in their parents' bed, and obviously when they came home and they found it, they were absolutely ropeable. And I know who it was, but I can't say anything because I was in his mum's cupboard uh, smelling his mum's pants. (laughs) But I can't say anything. And, yeah, can't believe I'm even saying this. (laughs) Right. Oh, damn it, now I can't bring my confession on Monday. Right, what was, it, what was the first one got to do with the second one? I don't just, think it had Was anything. that just a thing that the boys did? Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So right. he was in the cupboard. <laughs> sniffing her pants. While someone else. And he could see who was doing what they were doing on the. Yeah. That's there. I hope then. <laughs> he saw what Amber heard. <laughs> which, one, which one are they growing out of? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a good one. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot there. You can do that this weekend. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Wow, wow. Okay. Oh, you're not each to their own, though. Having a party at my mum's place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big cupboard she's got, to be honest. <laughs> Here we go. So my confession is that um, my mum made a big deal when I was getting married that, you know, I'd be able to wear white on the wedding day and... All above board, but little did she know my uh, we, my husband and I was uh, still sleeping together before the wedding. So much so, I'm pretty sure we uh, slept in every room of the house. Um, yeah, she didn't know and doesn't know. Yay! Uh, must have religious parents. Yeah, what she's saying. She yeah, I wonder if people pure. still do that. Actually, no, a couple of our friends have. Mm. They still did it. That's why they got married on a Tuesday. What? A month after getting engaged. Uh, Man on Monday. <laughs> got married on Tuesday. <laughs> so we were making love by Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's a very antiquated idea, isn't it? The can't wear white on your wedding day if you have. Mm, very, yeah. Mm, yeah, very some, some people, it's hectic to them. Others aren't yeah. as concerned. All right, here we go. Third confession. 38371234 to leave yours. I work in a school as a teacher aide and one of my teachers told me to go and get some supplies for the art lesson that that she was about to do. And when I went down there, it's at the back end of the school, I walked in on two of my colleagues uh, going at it. Um, And the worst part about it is that they are both 
uh, high up in the school, principals and deputy principals, etc. And they're both married with kids. And uh, obviously being a teacher aide, it's a bit awkward because I see them every day as I'm in and around the school everywhere. And I have never been able to say anything because I'm too afraid of, you know, splitting families up. But I also am married myself and know that that's totally not okay. So I'm very stuck as to what to do. So this is my way of letting it out, and that's where it's going to stay. Cheers. Yeah, good one. Tough one. You could leave a note. Like in their pigeonhole. Do teachers still have pigeonholes? I think so. Saying, I saw you, you know what you did last lunchtime. Mm. Well, I wonder if they... If he if they're in the cupboard and he opens the door, they probably would have seen him walk in. You reckon they know then? Yeah. Oh, it sounds to me like, like they don't. It sounds to me like they have like no he, idea. Yeah. I don't know what the situation oh, was. Right, whether okay. they didn't. Yeah. I don't think it's like a small little cupboard like you're thinking. So one of them's high up and the other one's maybe a headmaster. Well, that's I think that's what he's saying. The, the principal and the deputy. I don't know what he saw, but yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. It's a tough one to carry around. <laughs> it is, but he's not carrying it around anymore. He's got it. No, he's, got he's it up giving it to us. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So there you go. Your confessions. Three eight three seven one two three four. Stab Abby and Matt on B one hundred and five. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. It was a bit unfair when we listed the professions that you shouldn't marry mm. if you want to have a solid relationship. It's a bit unfair because I know there's good ones in all of those professions, mm-hmm. but this was from a divorce lawyer. And she said, if you want to be happily married, don't marry one of these professions because they're generally the ones that I represent. Top five professions of husbands that women should avoid are fireman, police officer, military, surgeon, and pilot. Did she also give the top five women men should avoid? Mm. Do you want me to ask her? Brunettes, redheads, and <laughs> do you, I don't know. I don't know if it's as clear cut. Can you reach out and just ask her? Say Matt wants equal opportunity like to, here. I'd like to. I'm just about equal opportunity. That's all. Oh, that's what we always say about you. They're like, "What's Matt like?" And I said, "He's an equal opportunist." Um, this is the list of ones that you should ah, marry. Okay. okay. They've mm-hmm. said that these are probably the ones, and you know what? It's not gender specific. Yabby? Yeah. 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 So number one (laughs) that they're saying that you should, doctors. All right. Now you know what you're thinking, Mm. but we just said surgeons. Yeah. Surgeons, no. Doctors, yes. Oh, so you're like the lowest of the doctors. (laughs) 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 No, I think what they're saying is once you um, get pushed into being a a specialist or a surgeon, that Mm. is really high level. And I know that my friend is a doctor Mm -hmm. and she said that she would never marry a brain surgeon. Right. She's like, the ones that are brain surgeons are the ones like... They think they're in a bit. Well, they are, aren't they? Yeah. I guess so. You're doing operations with them alive like yeah. and awake, awake. sorry. Like, yeah. that's just hectic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's them. true. So yeah. Yeah, I guess GPs, it's more of a caring sort that's of what they say. profession, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So caring. Uh, number two, engineers. They're saying because they are known for their commitment. Mm. I mean, you don't, you've got to finish that house. You've got to finish that bridge. It would be a good finisher, yeah. Yeah, you can't just do exactly. Can't just stop halfway through and leave it undone. Exactly. No, you're not going to finish your own set, uh, no. own house off, are you? You're not. No. So they're saying that they're and they're also intellects. So they're saying that could no, be a good thing. Smart. Mm. Lawyers, Objection. lawyers are good to be married because they have so much uh, knowledge. They say they never run out of things to talk about as well. Right. And mm-hmm. they can always see things from two different sides because really they've got to argue both sides. That's a very good point too. 
so they can go. Oh. So they're saying even even in their own fights in the household they can do. Yeah, well they're they saying that, that they're good problem solvers. I know yeah. uh, one of my friends is married to another lawyer. Oh, what's that like? Oh God, the, st- the, the emails and the text messages that they send each Must other. Must cost a fortune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they do, do they always. Ever... But you know what they always do, and this is what I don't like. Mm-hmm. I can understand that from your point of view. Mm. Which yeah, is right. a good quality. Yeah. But, um, Your Honour. Are they in the same field? Do they ever go up against each other? They do different types of law. Right. She takes businesses, breaks them down and sells them. Mm-hmm. And he... don't know. Uh, so we might be meeting her soon. <laughs> we might. Stab. I'll reach out to her. She's very expensive. Uh, teachers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I can respect a teacher. Work yeah, well, you've got to think that's, that would have to be one of the most caring ones because you're dealing with children. Mm. Well, other people's children. Yeah. You know, you tolerate yeah. your own children, but you don't have to tolerate They also others. said that they're so good because they have a room full of completely different personalities, completely different oh, intellects, yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, emotional um, connections. So mm-hmm. they're saying that you have to be able to deal with so many different types. So I can understand that. Yeah, it makes sense. And Accounts- also the parents of those children they deal with too. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah, deal yeah. with so many. Accountants? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's just the, the nature of balancing everything that they say is good. I know someone called yesterday and said that she didn't like chefs, but chefs on the list as well. Is it? They're saying that they can deal with high pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Entrepreneurs. That's a bit vague. A bit vague. Because mm. you feel like everyone's an entrepreneur on TikTok mm, these days. That, yeah. Maybe real entrepreneurs. They're saying people that do business. Right. Start up their own businesses. businesses. Mm. Yeah. So they're sort of used to dealing with everything. Well, those people I think would be fun because they're adventurous. You yes. know, they're the ones who are willing to go and just throw everything at something that they may not work out. Yeah. And, you know, when they hit it big, yeah, that would be fun. Writers and authors. Oh. Okay. Mm. If you don't want a big house. <laughs> if you don't want a big house. <laughs> well, I always think that one of the most romantic movies is written by a guy, The mm. Notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and architects. If you do want a big house. There you go. Oh, yeah. And lastly, scientists. Scientists. They're saying that, well, scientists would have to be the biggest nerds, they say. Hmm. So they're all good. Well, they always they throw themselves think... into research and work and, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of those are boring. They're just saying boring people, I, I say. Sound Didn't I bit... always say that to you, Matt? You're very responsible. That's right. And I say responsible is an attractive quality. Thank you. I always knew you thought I was hot. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. I thought you would like this one, Abs, because you uh, I think you actually say this sometimes, so uh, it's good to have it backed by this man who is Grayson Allen. He's a University of Cambridge graduate who shares psychological tips and tricks on Instagram and on TikTok, and he's come up with the two guaranteed surefire ways to never be insulted uh, at work and never take on an insult at work. Stay home. <laughs> that's that's number three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you're always talking about that sort of thing. And, and if someone's uh, insulting someone or bullying, that there's probably something wrong, wrong with, with them. Wrong with them. Yeah, it's going on with their life. I always think if someone cuts you off in traffic, oh, gee, they just came from the hospital and they've got really bad terminal diagnosis. Oh, oh well, that turned. Well, you just don't know, though, do no, you? No. You know, and I'm like, if anyone insults you, it's actually not about you. Mm. It's about what's going on in their life. Because you just don't feel like putting down someone if you're feeling... If you're so good with everything in your life, you don't want to put down anyone else, do you? I don't mm. like her, but she's right. Mm. Why does Elon Musk put down people then? Well, he's not Oh, happy. he needs a hug. He needs a hug? <laughs> mm. Would you give Elon Musk a hug? Does, yeah, who's, who's he been canning? 
Well, well, he's yeah. he sometimes fights with a lot of people. I guess Wants maybe that's a Mark business. Zuckerberg. Maybe that's a business style, though, isn't mm. it? I think it's that he he's a, he's also a bit of an entertainer. I think yeah, he likes. Yeah, so you that. think he does it for fun? Yeah, he he likes to poke the bears around the place. You know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I know what you're saying. If someone's like genuinely outright being nasty. Um, or trying to bring you down and yuck your yum, it's generally they don't like their own life. I've never, ever heard Scott say a bad word about anyone. Like, ever. Like, mm. would not say a bad word. And it's because he just doesn't have stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his life is perfect. If you don't care he's married enough. to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it needed to be said. Mm. We all knew. Yeah. Uh, so here's his first one of the two. First is called the empathetic reply. And this is when someone insults you, Just stay relaxed and kind of pause for a moment. Maybe look around a little bit and then just be like, are you doing all right? And pretend or actually show genuine empathy for the person because only a person that's suffering inside would insult someone else. So in our household, I'll always say, if someone's being mean to you Mm -hmm. and they have to finish and say, we be even kinder. Ah, yes. Because nothing annoys them so much. But look at the money you saved. I'm not going to Cambridge to learn that. See? (laughs) Well, I studied psychology. Ah, right. Yeah. And plus, I had lots and lots of therapy. Right. And you you took that on board. Well, when you're sitting on a couch for years and years talking about your problems, you learn a lot. (laughs) Does that also work to say you get called into a meeting today with HR yeah. and they fire you? Mm. Can I go? Can I just stop and go? Ooh. Are you are you doing all right? Are you okay? I think they might, might break down. The other one that you can say that I really like is, "Ooh, why are you being so mean?" Oh, and people go, "It's going." <laughs> not you're just losing. Oh, oh, it's okay. You're just is taking it right? wrong. You're yeah. just taking it. Just joking. But yeah, saying someone yeah. like, "Oh, why why are you being so mean?" Mm. If a cop arrests you. Oh, what are you doing? Why are you being so mean? Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> Sounds like you're trying to pick him up. <laughs> Is everything all right? Is everything all right? <laughs> Maybe I want a divorce. You okay? <laughs> Now, see, the answer to that is, no, no. I'm not okay. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> and number two way yeah. is this way. Second is strange to do it first, but once you know how to do it, it's the most effective and the easiest. It's just to ignore the insult. So when someone insults you, let's say one-on-one or in a group setting, just don't change your facial expression. Try to stay relaxed and just keep talking about the thing you were talking about. They'll kind of just stand there and squirm and be a little bit uncomfortable. And if you show you're completely not phased, or even like you didn't hear it, that's just going to look really awkward and they're going to look bad and you're going to be able to look uh, in control. What do you think about that one? Do you think that one would work? This guy's getting insulted a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen his stupid face though? No, but I meant to come up with all these things. uh, I mean, no one really insults. Does anyone really insult to people's face? It's always behind back, isn't it? But I think it's the snarky remarks is what he's saying. So if if someone's sorry, how to deal with mother-in-law? You should have started that. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's. I think it's that if they say a snarky remark. All right, from the top. I've got two di- ways to uh, deal with a mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, the first one. Are you okay? <laughs> no, you no, married, married my, my son. son. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Police officers. You know, you, you're just trying to do your job, right? And look after the community. Mm-hmm. Serve and protect. Serve and protect. You know, you get those bad people under control. And also you have to deal with noise complaints. Mm-hmm. And noise complaints can be at any time of the day, but generally at night. And they're generally when there is a party going on. Oh, dear. 
And I have to say, rock, rocking up at a party would be would be hard, wouldn't it, really? To go, hey, can you please turn it down? Come on, we've gone to see you guys before. Well, I don't think they want to be party poopers. Coppers love to, you know, enjoy themselves as well. They just, you know, don't want to have to keep coming back because Nancy next door is having a whinge. Well, Nancy was upset and uh, called the cops. All oh, right. These cops had to go into a party here in Australia mm-hmm. and there was a lot of whoop, whoop, girls. Whoop, whoop, girls with a few drinks. Mm-hmm. And there were some guys there. But when a hot cop rocks up at a party to shut it down, they don't think it's a cop coming. No, there's no like, oh, my God, turn it down, turn it down, there's a cop coming. Like, it's like, oh, it oh, oh, oh. the strippers on. have arrived. Mm-hmm. No. Now, he's walking in as the hop cop going, thanks, ladies, thanks, ladies, but come on, no, no, we've got to turn it down. And they legitimately think there is a stripper that has rocked up. So they start, like, peeling clothes on him? Well, they're just not, like, he's trying to walk through and they're like, oh, my God, there's a stripper! Can you imagine that that um, department where they're like, oh, another party, noise complaint? Send Jimmy. This will be hilarious. Yeah. Well, this hurtful, one... though, do you get to a certain age as a cop where they stop doing that? 100%. You know, when you're a senior sergeant, you're like, They're not oh. sending Jim Keogh. God oh. love him. No. <laughs> well, I, this remember, um, reminds me of a story in uh, South Australia. My friend was at the party, mm. and it was before mm. the twins went on the block. Do you ever remember uh, Alyssa and Lissandra? Yep. They yep. were identical twins, both identical police twins. from Adelaide. Yeah, so they mm. were at the Sturt Police Station, um, which had a lot of, you know, calls. It was a very busy police station, and they were called to a party down well, south. come on. I know, and that's what <laughs> everyone identical said. Twins. I mean, so if you get identical on. twins, like hot as anything, yeah. rocking up, this is Emma's police officer, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. rocking up at a party. Yeah. Everyone, Two for one. <laughs> everyone did not believe. It's not Tuesday. <laughs> so they they would have got heaps. Mm. So much so. And everyone's like, oh, my God, the strippers are here. So, strippers but, are here. Now, come on. That is, that is entirely, if you're a police department and someone has a noise complaint, send your ugly cops. I don't think it is. I think strippers yeah. need to really check themselves and say, hey, let's not do the police officer anymore. Stick to nurses for a bit, maybe, or something else, mm. because it's just it's yeah, hard. A male nurse going in to be a stripper is not as sexy, is it? Don't know if you want your temperature taken. Mm. Depends. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Um, if you are, they don't normally do nurse. Um, if you've ever gone to a hens, there's, they don't really <laughs> roll out the nurse. No. No. Scrubs. No, they, you don't want fire. no scrubs. It's only fire. Yeah. Um, police. Yeah, they do. Police. Oh, definitely police. Ambulance? Do they get a run? No, police they fire. Don't, unfortunately. <laughs> don't what would be yeah. another one that they would do? Cowboy. Have you, have you construction worker? A... Your yeah. tradie would be that would be a thing, wouldn't it? Girls are into tradies. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. but I don't know. Thirteen ten sixty. What theme of stripper have you seen recently? <laughs> let's uh, let's poll Do the it. people because I mean I I was organising a hens once and one of my friends' friend I was like, why did you invite her? She wanted to know if I'm making it kids friendly. So I called the a stripper. Yeah, I called the stripper and said, would you mind dressing as a Wiggles? And he's like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> that's not appropriate? Oh. Like, yes, it is, you hot potato. <laughs> Imagine that. He just walks in, says, I'm Jeff's. Falls, Falls asleep, asleep on the couch. <laughs> Do what you want. All right, I've been here for 45 yeah. minutes. Give me my money. Best money we've ever spent. <laughs> well, no one's ringing. Wait, you don't, mm. Well, strippers aren't up at this time. No, people who've had them come oh, to the party. Sure. Well, I'm trying to think. We had a progressive sort of... stripper party. So in each hotel room, we had a different one. Mm. And that we had the fire, police. Cowboy, surely? No, was it like a degustation station of strippers? That's exactly how it was. Mm. And each room had to put on the different um, meal. Right. And my friend slept with one of them. <laughs>
The producers, your friends what? My friend slept with one of them. Oh. It's always interesting when that happens. Do you want to hear the funniest story about this? Absolutely. <laughs> he was saying that he was studying to do medicine. Oh, I thought, oh the stripper, sorry. Yeah. 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 And we were like, stunning to be a doctor. Like, come, come on, on, mate. Right. Like, if you knew that, you would know the effects of solariums, you know, because yeah, he was right, tanned right, right. out. Mm. Anyway, so she was with him. She's a nurse. Rocks up at this other hospital because she's one that does the thing. Bugger me, he's a doctor. I think it was bugger her, but anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. The best. The best. Uh, all right. Coralie has been brave enough to call through. Hello. Hi. How you going? Good. What was the theme of the stripper the last time you had one at a hen's party? I requested a tradie. Mm. Requested? Love a, love a tradie. Someone that works. Yeah. So do I. What sort of tradie? I guess they weren't a plumber. Not. No, they just had like, high vis on. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And a tool belt? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that happens yeah. to them when they pop over to a house? Oh, the strippers yeah. here. I'm just doing uh, the roofing. I think you have to be really <laughs> you, you well. Me, so. Coralie, if you requested a uh, tradie stripper for your hen's party, what does your partner do? He's a tradie. He's yeah. a tradie. Yeah, you okay, cool. He's an electrician. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. Good I don't stuff. want to say anything bad about a plumber, by the way, but I just meant like no. the actual outfit's not as good. Oh, the stupid red hat yeah. and the red dungarees. It's on here. I mean, just carrying it's the pipes. high vis. Yeah, the high vis. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. uh, well, thank you, Coralie. Thanks for calling. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Oh, I love the block. Don't watch it throughout, but I watch the auctions. I love the auctions. Yes. This is when you know how much, you know, bullying has gone on, so to speak, Mm. how much sweat and tears and late nights, probably just painting, pretending that they're doing all the work, but their tradies doing all the work, all (laughs) that. And all that time away from their family comes down to the auction and how much they get. And, of course, we want some to be rewarded. Don't we? All oh, to yeah. be rewarded? Not all. Well, well the, last, yeah. the start of it, it was all, It was a sure bet, really, the yeah, beginning of the block. He was, anyone yep. who went on there won hundreds yeah, of thousands. that is true. Did they? <laughs> because uh, last year, the winners of the block, um, it was amazing for Omar and Oz. They were the ones that walked away with an absolute record winnings of 1.5 million, which was just extraordinary. They, that's how much they won. Yeah. Profit. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, you said exactly the same when we spoke to him last year. <laughs> <laughs> and then, man, I, forgot, I know, I know, I know. Like you, that's, do you yeah. remember even uh, so? Twenty twenty. Remember Timmy and um, uh, Jimmy and Tam sure. and their local. You don't remember them? They no. did that Art Deco, and then the girl that bid on it was the one that was the fraud, and then went overseas. Oh yes, work with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember that's that? Yeah. Bells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they got over a million. Wow. Um, and then you had uh, in two thousand and fifteen, you had Darren and Deanne. They were like the triple threat, and they got um, uh, almost a mil. And but, they were the ones everyone got annoyed, and it annoyed me because he was a famous AFL player. Yeah. He already like, had he plenty rich. of money. Yeah. Why is he getting more money? But apparently, she had a really successful business as well. So even worse, mm. they've split up too. Oh, have they? Yes, nah, I know. Nah, nah. Is she the one who called Shana a bogan? Yes. Yes, but we never used to talk about her because she was friends with our ex-boss. Yes, that's right. So I wasn't able to say that stuff on air. So I said, you know, she's got great design. Oh, really? She she stopped you from saying what everyone else in the world was thinking? Our boss was like really good friends. So I was going, oh my God, what a... And he's like... You know, it's different how they look on camera than what they are. <laughs> uh, but here we go. Before the auction happens on the weekend and mm-hmm. plays back on Sunday, let's talk about the biggest losers because they're always... It's a completely fun. different show. They're always the fun ones. I know, but you know when you just go, all right. So um, they're saying that uh, a lot of people did win. It was the highest ever winning mm. for last year. But you got to remember, three of the five houses didn't pass. No! 
I'm just saying, do you think the block's a fair game coming on? That's what we hope for. And unfortunately, that wasn't the outcome. So yeah, pissed off, TBH. Well, I, oh, I'm just devastated for everyone. I'm devastated for everyone. We've seen the price guide and we knew what people wanted to pay for the homes. I know they're worth six million, but people don't have that kind of money at the moment. So that was uh, Dylan and Jenny reacting to the fact that their house did not sell. They sold after and they still get it, but it wasn't for as much as they actually promised for it. Because they go high now. The reserves are quite high. Really high. Mm. Really high. But And then at the moment, it used to be like only one person coming in. One rich person coming in and buying them. And that always seems a little bit unfair. When you think about it, it must be, I think, if you think, the only game show technically that's affected by real world issues. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're saying yeah. that they, you know, the seat, the country change was nice, but it wasn't going to get them uh, the most money because mm. you're limited by who wants to go and live there. Yeah. This was in 2014, uh, and there were some that did win. I think but this was my favourite year. I don't know. I don't know. There's a few that you probably don't realise because that's when Darren and Deanne were back on there, right? Mm. This is in 2014. Yeah. And theirs didn't sell for what they wanted to and they walked away with 10 grand profit mm. and uh, the others walked away with huge, huge amounts of money but this was also when Michael and Carlene remember oh, Michael and Carlene? Coast, yes. And they were nice about it. Like they were really lovely they got 10 grand, they said it was an amazing experience and they wanted to start their construction company but Darren and <laughs> Deanne were not happy and they didn't even want them to say how little profit they made mm. Congratulations. $435,000 it's good. $310,000. Don't even mention the chat. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Okay, I'm not going to. I don't think there would be one person sitting at home right now who isn't devastated yeah. for you guys and for how this is rounded out. Can you say it? Do you know how much it was? Yeah, it was 10,000. 10 grand. Oh, they were 10 grand as well. Oh, Yeah, so they're both 10 grand and they didn't want to say it. Right. But do you ever remember, this is back in 2011, because you always said that the block always does, but it doesn't. We just forget. We just highlight the ones. Because 2011 was when Polly and Was. Do you remember Polly and Was? Yeah, I remember Polly and Was. No. They're all similar names. (laughs) Not at all. There's Darren, Deanne, Michael, Carleen, Polly and Woz. Very similar group set. (laughs) Like that, if you said all those names were at a barbecue, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a a group of friends. So this was in 2011. It was season four of The Block, and they're saying it is the worst results in the history of the show. Uh, Three of the four houses did not sell at auction, and two of them sold uh, for a tiny little profit. And all that Polly and Woz were saying is we just want enough money to be able to make it home. We need enough for a flight home. Come on. First time we're selling. Second time we are selling. Third and final time at 840000 842000 Oh, my God, we're flying home. So they won $15,000. Wow. Although theirs was the only one that sold, so you got to remember the winning person gets a hundred thousand. Ah, so they did all the rest didn't sell. Right, God, all that time. I know all that non-sleeping. Oh, away from the kids, like, only painting. Awful. And you get nothing. <laughs> Having to make small talk with Scotty Cam. <laughs> oh, so go. good luck for the auctions on the weekend. Yeah, it's always <laughs> interesting. Stop, I'll be in my-